Hello and welcome to the Daily Hawker Podcast. My name is Rafael. I am your host. Uh, today is a bonus episode. We're going to talk about uh, the last couple of days of the Republican National Convention. There have been uh, some interesting messaging that has been uh, that has just taken over the, the the convention. There's been basically two things being said. One of them is to try and and humanize Donald Trump. There has been uh, a lot of speakers, people. Uh, just giving out, giving their experience with Donald Trump, how he's reached out to them, how they've been friends, uh, things like that. So that part of it, um, I don't really have a problem with. Obviously, they did the same thing for Joe Biden. Uh, it's not, it's not a huge stretch. They are trying to sell us the guy as the next president. However, the other side of the message is what I, I have a problem with, and that is just straight up fear mongering and painting this very dark picture of what the future looks like if Joe Biden is elected, which is, um, it's not accurate. It's not really what's going to happen. We know that, you know that. If you've been alive for more, you know, for, for more than four years, you know that, the, you know, people get elected. There are peaceful transitions of power. And uh, and your life, for the most part, you know, doesn't really change. If you are an individual who is, you know, who has a job, who's working, who is uh, law-abiding, you're paying your taxes, your life should not change dramatically from one election to the next. Now, why people act like the world will end if someone else gets elected is beyond me. And having that much hope in someone, leaving your future in someone else's hands, that's ridiculous. People should be, you know, you should be the master of your own destiny. Whoever, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter to you who gets elected. It shouldn't make a huge difference in your personal life. You should be able to go to sleep on November the 2nd and wake up on November 5th and not care or even ask who the president, who was elected. Same thing goes for January. It shouldn't matter to you. People, we... They're not going to do anything for us. No, they don't really care for you uh, personally. And, and I'll go into a little bit more detail uh, because they do point out at some they point at some things as, as signs of progress and signs of uh, of the Trump administration caring for the working class. When in reality, uh, the general effect of policy that's being enacted, it's it's really not giving giving us any positive results when it comes. Uh, to the working class and bringing you know manufacturing jobs back to America, there have been some small places, maybe factory here and there, that have come back and that have reopened since then. Happens all the time. It's not necessarily a sign for what the norm is, uh, especially in the Midwest and uh, manufacturing towns all over the country. And uh, I'll go into a little bit more detail with uh, what some of the speakers said and why some of the stuff they said is just absolutely nuts. And uh, you know, we'll, we'll get started with that. The first one uh, that we're going to talk about is Donald Trump Jr. Now, I think he made the best case against uh, Joe Biden, which is he pointed out at his record, the record of, uh, of a neoliberal in the 90s who supported very bad, very problematic uh, trade, trade deals uh, all, over the, all over the world that have just decimated the American working class. So that should be the case against them, that we're just we're going to head back to where we were before. He was a crucial part in 
in making these things happen. He voted for them uh, for the trade deals with China, with uh, Mexico, Canada, and that should be the case made against them. Not that we're going to turn into some communist or socialist country. The case against them should be his own record, a record of failed attempts at trade deals, a record of shipping jobs overseas uh, and not caring for the American worker. That's what we should be looking at. That's the, that should be the case against him, not the other. And he spent a couple minutes talking about that and then a few more minutes talking about, you know, the, the far left and how socialists are going to take over America and trying to scare people into voting for Donald Trump. That's not the best case. Joe Biden is known as a family man. He's known as a guy from Scranton, PA. That's who he's known for. That's what he's known. He's known as a guy who takes the Amtrak, who used to take the Amtrak to work. He's known as, he's the working class Democrat. That's what he's known for. People know that he's been around for 47 years. People know who he is. It's going to be very, very hard to change that perspective. And it doesn't make sense to spend all this time trying to make people forget about something they've known for half a century. Same goes for Kamala. She obviously is for law and order. She was a, she was an attorney general for you know the largest state in the nation. And she doesn't she didn't have a very liberal record when it came to uh, to her job. She incarcerated a lot of people. <laughs> she hid evidence uh, for someone who was on death row. She is very much for policing. She is very much for law and order. So you cannot go out and, and try to gaslight people into believing something else. I'm sure there are the, you know, the MAGA hat crowd. You're not going to change your minds. There's, you have to concentrate on changing the minds of people who are on the fence about, about voting for Trump or voting for Biden. And just lying to their face and telling them not to believe their eyes and not to believe their ears, not to believe what they have seen for the past you know, eight years when, when Biden was vice president and the four years before that when he was, uh, when he was in the Senate. So uh, that's just, it's not a strategy that's going to work. I, I don't see that you know really swaying the vote uh, one way or the other. People know where he stands. People know where Kamala stands. And uh, yeah, that whole, I, I, don't, I really don't think that's going to work. Now, uh, the next person we're going to talk about next speaker is uh, Nick Sandman uh, from Covington Catholic High School. Uh, he's someone that I have a problem with. I have not with him personally, but what with what they had him say. So they brought him because he is supposed to be this example of cancel culture in our country about how everyone just uh, you know was very quick to judge him. When the picture came out, the Washington Post uh, published something and they ended up, you know, having to settle with the kid. And, uh, and that was it. Now, here's why I have a problem with that. He said in, in his speech that he was canceled. Canceled from what exactly? I think the whole cancel culture uh, thing, it implies that you have to be canceled from somewhere. You have to have something going on. You have to get fired from a job. You have to you know, be on a TV show and it gets canceled. You have to be, you know, that's what it implies. You're someone who is uh, a public figure and then people, because of something you said or did or whatever, they decide to just cancel you. Meaning we're not going to watch whatever you're on. We're not going to buy whatever you're selling. 
you are canceled. When you're in high school and you have nothing going on, I would argue that he was discovered by the Washington Post. This is probably the best thing that has ever happened to him. He was just a high school student at a protest in, in Washington, D.C. Now he is uh, giving a uh, an address at the Republican National Convention. He got, uh, from what has been published, a hefty settlement from the Washington Post. And he has the uh, adoration of, of uh, the entire uh, MAGA country. So... I would argue that this has this has been a great thing for him. He's had a great year, and he uh, he made it seem like they tried to cancel me, but I, I no one tried to cancel you from where. That's what I want to know. I would this was a, a terrible example because they really wanted to hit hard at this cancel culture mentality. So and the choices are limited because most people who get canceled get canceled for a reason. They say some horrible thing. They do some horrible thing. There's, some, they would have to get up there, and explain. Well, I wore blackface because, and I shouldn't have been con- canceled because of this. They would have had to be up there, and say, well, I said the N word, and I shouldn't have. You know, it's very difficult to make that case. So they took this kid, and just try to make make. They try to make it work, and it doesn't. It does not work. He wasn't canceled from anything. His life, thanks to the Washington Post and CNN, is significantly better now than it was before. You know who was canceled? Should have had Louis C.K. up there. He had like three, four shows on TV, and he's doing, you know, he's doing stand-up in, I don't know, Wisconsin somewhere nowadays. So, you know, that's someone who got canceled. You should have brought someone, uh, one of the YouTube stars that got canceled, you know, someone who said some horrible thing. Let's see how that flies. Don't don't bring up this kid and have him say he got canceled because he did it. That is, it's ridiculous. It makes no sense. And he is literally doing a lot better. He has a lot more money than he did the day that picture was taken. So, if anything, this has worked out, a lot, you know, pretty good for him. One could argue. So, that I have a problem with. We shouldn't be using minors for political purposes, and I understand he, you know, he's politically active, and he was at a protest. He was wearing the MAGA hat. He, this is something that no one's forcing him to do this. But was that written for him? Of course. Was that point kind of twisted in there to try to make it work? Yes, it was. Does it work? No, it doesn't. So anybody with two brain cells to rub together and a little bit of uh, and reading ability, you can tell that hey, this doesn't make sense. Wait, what happened? What cancel from where? So, yeah, that's my take on him. Nothing against him. It's against whoever decided that that was the way they were going to take this. That was the way they were going to they were going to attack cancel culture. For the most part, you don't just get canceled because people don't agree with you. For the most part, people you get canceled because people don't agree with you and you say or do some horrible stuff. It never just happens like, "Hey, I don't agree with you, so you're canceled." It doesn't. They try to make it sound that way. They try to make you feel that way, but that's not the way it works. And and he certainly was not a victim of anything of the sort. So that I have a problem with. I think it's very misleading and it's uh, taking advantage of his story and of something that could have been it could have been explained differently. Uh, they could have made it more about uh, I guess uh, 
journalism and the fact that nobody really checks anything. But uh, even though they did mention that, that wasn't the main point. The main point was that they tried to cancel me, and and they and I, you know, obviously I wasn't canceled. And he, no one tried to cancel him. You can't be canceled when you have nothing going on. You're a high school student, so yeah. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, here's a good one. Um, I won't even mention the strangeness of it all. The fact that she was screaming for most of her, most of her speech, whatever, you know, people have different styles. Uh, there's people saying that her and uh, Donald Trump Jr. may have been on, on something, maybe drunk, maybe on drugs, who knows. But people have different styles. They just assume it's that and it's not that she's, you know, she's on, hopped up on something. Now, what she said, a few things. Number one, she called both of her parents uh, immigrants. She said, you know, my father was also an immigrant. Uh, her mom is Puerto Rican. So, you know, that happens to be uh, part of the U.S. Her mom is a U.S. citizen, therefore uh, not an immigrant. The fact that they speak Spanish there does not make it, does not make any, uh, you know, person who was born there and moves to mainland U.S. Uh, an immigrant. So... And a little bit odd that no one caught it, because I'm sure people read this. There's production value. Actually, that's one of the things about the Republican National Convention. Uh, a very high production value uh, on the whole thing. So uh, I'm assuming someone read it. No one pointed it out. And it shows you the mentality uh, of the party and uh, of what they think of people in Puerto Rico. Donald Trump has made it. He It's not a secret that he's not a... A huge fan of the island, of the people there, of the fact that they need money and the island is in debt. Uh, I guess at some point he was asking about about selling it, about the possibility of selling the island, which is, you know, it's a little bit crazy, but, you know, it is within Bren. He, he He's also tried to buy territories for the U.S. So, but yeah, yeah, no one pointed that out. No one pointed it out to her. Hey, and she didn't bring it up herself. No one... If you grow, if you are half Puerto Rican, you don't call, you don't say, Yo, I'm the daughter of immigrants. Your mom is an American. So, you know, that's actually my situation. So, you know, there you go. Um, also, she did, uh, she really emphasized the darkness to come. And that, again, it's not the point that you want to be making. Uh, yeah, she points out to California. As uh, an example of where the country could go, uh, would Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris win? And uh, that's a terrible example because guess what? Donald Trump is the president of California as well. Every place that's doing pretty bad, where there's a bunch of homelessness, where there are problems, socioeconomic, where there's uh, a shortage of, of homes, where people are on the street, anywhere in the U.S., Donald Trump is still president over those places. So you can't use that as an example. Say, hey, you don't want your part of the country to turn out of California. We'll vote for, for Donald Trump because he's president of California as well. He's not doing much to help. As a matter of fact, I think he, he has a grudge against the state itself. He has, you know, he, there's been a bunch of lawsuits and problems and tweets and things being said. And in reality, you know, we need to think about that because that is setting a president, a president for a president 
who for the president to think that he only has to govern and only has to help people who voted for him and states that are mostly for him that's not how it works the president's supposed to be president over everyone you can't use part of your country as an example for something bad and it also points out a more important thing which is local government they make a huge difference people everyone's stre uh, everyone's stressing about who the president's going to be it doesn't matter your life is not going to change significantly whether either one of them is elected what does make a difference and what does change your daily life your neighborhood where you live is local government the city i happen to live in la county but I, I don't live in the city of la now the city i live in happens to not allow people to live on the streets so i can safely walk around my neighborhood and, and not be harassed now where my office is is right in the center uh, of la and it's just it's it's crazy out there if you've never been pictures do not do it justice mainly because you cannot smell a picture just the smell the levels of crime the uh, the needles on the floor all that is caused by just little tweaks to the law little things that have been passed right under our noses right under the noses of people in LA by people in power not the president not the Senate not Congress local government people whose name whose names you don't know but people who are profiting from the homelessness in the streets people who are profiting from uh, giving these private contracts for cleanups and doing that to certain companies people who are profiting from the building of of multi-family complexes in the LA area so it's very important for us this points it out this points out I think this is a perfect example to point out the fact that the federal government doesn't have much to do with your daily life other than than taxes and taxes really that doesn't really change much uh, unless you're making significantly more income so your life will not change dramatically whether either one of these people are elected now if you want to get involved in something if you want to worry about something if you want to post on Facebook Instagram about something that is going on worry about your local government they're the ones who they're by the way they're the ones who fund the police they're the ones who make those decisions they're the ones who can uh, really make some changes in how you live your life if you're in LA look at your city council person who they are what are they doing there's a bunch of them that have been going to jail lately they've been involved in corruption just third world country style corruption just taking bribes for you know for favors so that's something that we need to look at look at your who your local sheriff is what are they doing do they have too much power do they have unlimited power how are they being funded a lot of times you know your sales tax here in southern california our sales tax is 10% now 10% on average 10% 10 and a quarter in some, in some cities. And what are the cities doing? There's a huge discrepancy from you go for, when you go from city to city. And they're all being funded the same way. So how are some of them so much worse than the others? I'm going to tell you how. Corruption. The money's being funneled somewhere else. The money's being used for something else, and you don't know. And here you are sitting thinking that oh Donald Trump's gonna Donald Trump's not gonna do anything for you 
You are responsible for your own destiny. And neither is Joe Biden, by the way. And he has a record of 50 years of not doing anything for anyone. So here's what you should take from this week's, uh, from the first two days of the Republican National Convention. There's nothing in it for you. There's nothing in it for us. There's nothing in it for me. They are painting this picture. They're so out of touch with reality that they think that you're going to worry about socialism taking over the country. They think that you're going to believe them that someone who has a 50-year record of being right down the middle is suddenly going to change and become a socialist. They think you're that stupid. They think I'm that stupid. And the reality is that that's just it's all a cover-up. It's all, it doesn't matter who gets elected. Wall Street has their hands on both ends. So whoever wins, big business wins. They are counting on that. So, you know, if you do want to make a difference, if you want to get involved in something, get involved in your local, gover- your local government and call these people for what they do. You know, here they are telling us on national TV to your face that they're going to make changes as soon as you vote for them. When they're in power right now, when if a business is being burned in your city, how come he's not stopping it right now? How come he's not fixing all these protests and rioting and looting? How come they're not taking care of it right now? Why are they letting it happen? If it can be solved, if it can be stopped, why is he not stopped right now? Why is he waiting for all these things to have businesses to be burned, people to die? In order to just to to get a vote with the promise that he's gonna start, what's gonna change between now and November third? That's gonna make it different. That if you vote for him, he's gonna make it happen. Why are they trying to scare you with that? Why don't they do it now and tell you? Remember how things were going pretty bad? Hey, I fixed it. Vote for me, because they can't. Because there's no way to do it. That's the problem. That's the problem. If a problem can be fixed, then it gets fixed. Here we're talking about people who are just. BSing, just telling you, hey, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. It'll never happen. It hasn't happened in this in the, this long. Why would it happen after November third? Anyway, this is really all I have to say. There's a bunch of other speakers. Uh, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, that couple, the couple that came out with the guns out of their house, they were on there. And then last night in in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, some 17 year old kid shot i think killed two people and shot three uh with a long rifle uh because he was out there with a militia trying to defend uh from the rioters and from the looters by having this couple on tv and setting them up as an example as an example of something good you're encouraging people to hit the streets now in kenosha wisconsin the police is on the streets and so is the national guard why you would need a 17 year old with a rifle on the street defending private property is beyond me. Now he has been arrested. Apparently he's being charged with first-degree intentional murder. Uh, They ruin his life with a message. Someone there gave him a gun and said, hey, or he took it from, and he said, you know what, let's go. And that's the problem with extremist propaganda. You have uh, Tucker uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox talking about you know, they nobody's come. They're coming to your neighborhood and they're coming for you and doing this. And what are you going to do? And it's going to be up to us to defend ourselves. That's crazy because this is how things happen. We have police. We have the National Guard. They are taking they were handling that situation, obviously. And he decided to just, you know, to go out there with his buddies 
and uh, yeah, now you know his life might be over, depending on how things go. I mean, he he shot someone on the head, and then uh, and then a couple more people that were chasing him. That may have been self defense from the looks of it, but he shouldn't have been there to begin with, and he wouldn't have been there if it wasn't for people encouraging this type of behavior, making it seem like, hey, you're a patriot. If you go out there and try to silence protesters and we should be charging looters and rioters, we should be putting these people in jail because now it's become a game of opportunity where somebody gets shot, people organize, they go out and protest and try to do the right thing. And then criminal entities and people who are just looking for an opportunity to commit a crime, get ready and go out there and put on a mask and start breaking stuff and get things started. And if you're out there, if you're protesting and you're seeing things like this happen, you shouldn't just join the mob mentality and go inside the store and start looting yourself. It's not helping the movement at all. It's not helping your cause. Now, we know for a fact that if a person of color gets shot on the street, there's going to be looting. Thankfully, not everywhere. There was a, there was a protest uh, in the city that I live in. Now, I actually was not able to, they blocked the street, so I had to do a U-turn and kind of go around. And uh, I was a little worried when I saw that. I saw it, I turned around, went home, uh, and then I realized, okay, you know what, that's right in the middle of of a um, commercial district. You know, they just reopened. There's a bunch of restaurants that just reopened. uh, They have part of the streets closed so they can have dining outside. There's also a lot of stores. There's a lot of high-end stores very uh expensive merchandise in there so i figured you know i hope this doesn't happen there was a shooting in the city uh a couple couple days ago over the weekend i guess uh or right before the weekend so thankfully it did nothing happen and it shows you you know when there is police presence and when people that are part of that they're protesting take responsibility for the move and they police each other that's eventually what they're trying to say they're trying to say we don't need the police. We can police each other. And yet they get together and it turns into chaos. Well, police each other there. If you see someone doing something they're not supposed to, if you see a kid taking a skateboard to a window, maybe, hey, stop. You know, there's a lot of you use that, that the, the numbers to get these people to, hey, so they know that this is not a place where that is condoned. Now, there are people who are there protesting, doing the right thing just waiting for the opportunity to do something like this. And that shouldn't be the case. There needs to be accountability and there needs to be ownership for the movement. They're, they're, we see this where it's like, well, they're mostly peaceful protesters. Yes, they're mostly peaceful protesters, but there's also a ton of criminal activity that should not be happening there. And if the goal is for some communities to be able to police themselves, start right now. Show us right now. There's uh, a lot of criminality happening when these protests are happening. Stop them. Show us what you can do, that you can control uh, this and you can protest and you can do it peacefully and you can do it without hurting your community, without hurting each other. That should be the case. I am 100% for for the protesters. I think uh, that what happened, what's happened, what happened in Kenosha was just horrible. Um, I have a video on my Instagram where there is uh, a similar situation happening with a white person. Somewhere else, I mean, you can't really 
you can compare the two in the sense that both kind of did the same thing. They tried to run into the car, except for the white guy made it into the car, got in the car, started trying to run over the police. So with this guy, they didn't let him in. You know, they shot him in front of his children. And apparently his only crime was to stop a fight. So it's it's a good cause. I think police, mainly the unions, if if we're really being honest about this. It's the un- It's being able to fire someone because they're not performing the job to uh, to the standard that you have set forth for them. That is the main problem because they there's no accountability. If we can introduce some accountability to police departments and we can really fire people for fireable offenses instead of putting them in in some type of uh, paid leave for years and years, then uh, we could we could clean up uh, police departments. I mean, it's about accountability. It's about holding people accountable for their actions, uh, whether or not they have a badge. And uh, yeah, so that is uh, that is what I wanted to mention. I don't agree that the, that couple should have been on there because that is telling people all over the country, hey, if you see a protest, feel free to go out with a gun. Feel free to go out and confront people. And confronting is never... Confronting a mob with a gun is never a good option. I mean, let's be honest about that. It's just, I felt that was irresponsible. That wasn't the right message to be sent. These people, even though if, if protesters had been trying to break into their home, that's a different that's a different scenario. But they were on the street and these people came out and just kind of made sure that that didn't happen. And that's different than protecting your property. So uh, we'll leave it there. That was uh that was you know some of the things that I found interesting days uh I guess one and two, there's a lot more a lot more speakers I'll tr- I'll try to include something on the next uh, the next episode that I'll drop on on Friday, uh, but that's it you know and again, remember uh, be nice to each other and if you want to get involved in something, look at local politics get involved go to those meetings that they have, get involved in the city council, listen to what they're putting forth listen to what their proposals are a lot of times they're just you know robbing people robbing the public blind and people don't even notice you know, they have these meetings and no one goes so get involved at a local level uh definitely keep an eye out for what's going on in the federal government and uh don't forget to be nice to each other i'll talk to you friday Bye bye